0: I just prayed for you before i pushed the record button i prayed that god would be using this book to help you in your walk with him and that in doing so all of us could change the world for the better if that's your experience and if this is doing something for you if it's encouraging you challenging you convicting you enriching you in some way Would you just reach out and let me know? My email is amber at timeofgrace.org and I'd love to hear from you. Request your copy of Soul Care, Nurturing Your Spiritual Wellness when you give to our $155,000 challenge grant. And of course, when you give to our ministry, you're helping us do more ministry. So it's so worthwhile. Give today by visiting us at timeofgrace.org or writing us at P.O. Box 301, Milwaukee, Wisconsin 53201. And now, Chapter 8, Zone Out versus Stop the Scroll. The self-care guru- gurus face a dilemma. On the one hand, they suggest we find videos of fluffy animals to make us forget our troubles, or watch a comedian to laugh again, or indulge in a series or movie that makes us feel good. On the other, it's hard to avoid the statistics. Reviews.org conducted a study around cell phone usage. The data shows that on average, Americans check their phone every four minutes. 47% of respondents consider themselves addicted to their phones. 35% admit to looking at their phones while driving. The average person spends nearly three hours a day on their phones. That's not counting the time spent in front of a computer Or TV. In March of 2018, I was blogging for a women's ministry called Holy Hen House. This is what I wrote. Too often I end up in front of a computer screen or TV screen or the screen on my phone. While waiting for my kids to come out of practice, I scroll. When the day has sucked my energy and I'm counting the minutes till I can shut my eyes, I scroll. At the dentist's office, I scroll to avoid eye contact with other strangers in the room. And after all that scrolling, I'm still tired, worn, sapped, and empty. What if we quit scrolling? I decided to give it a try recently. Here's what I'm doing. Instead of scrolling while waiting for one of my kids to come out of practice or work, I pray for that particular child. I pray for his or her health. I pray the Lord helps him, her, to stand strong in the culture. I pray he or she walks with God all his or her days. I pray God molds and fashions that child into an instrument used to his glory. At the end of the day, instead of scrolling, I go to my room and read. Not only do I get time with good books, but sometimes my husband and teenage children seek me out. In the quietness of zero screens. We talk and laugh. After the kids get on the bus in the morning, I check my email, respond to messages, take a quick scroll down Facebook, and then I quit scrolling so I'm ready for my date with God before heading to work. In a short time, I've read through most of the second half of the New Testament. Truth and advertising, Philemon, James, Jude, and the rest of the books of the second half of the New Testament are quite short. It may sound like a lot, but in truth, it's doable for anyone who's willing to put in the smallest amount of effort. As I read, I underline what I think are the main points. I put a box around words that stick out. I pray. I'm convicted and reminded I can do better. So and so is not the problem. I am. And when I stop scrolling, I notice how many people still are. They scroll at red lights. They scroll while shopping with their daughter, who is only 10 once, and asking if this dress is better than this one, or should I use my birthday gift card for shorts. They scroll while the old lady in the waiting room, who is alone all day watches, wishing someone would notice and talk to her. While we scroll, time passes that we can't get back. Conversations that would have encouraged and blessed us don't happen. Relationships with our children and spouse deteriorate. Prayers we haven't murmured aren't answered. Spiritual growth that would have helped us navigate what is ahead hasn't happened. And that's to say nothing of the 10, 15, 20 minutes we could have used to do the dishes, sweep the floor, talk to our neighbors, or sleep. There's a better way. It's totally doable, and the payoff is substantial. Scroll less and live more starting today. I wish I could tell you that since 2018, that has never, ever been a temptation again. But that would be a lie. In the past month, I've deleted an app I loved. I loved it so much, it wasn't hard to spend two or more hours a day on it. I learned so much about nutrition and skincare from the videos I wanted to watch, but they were buried among so many other videos. I'd spend 20 minutes getting to the video I was hoping to catch. It's no different, I suppose, than the person addicted to lottery tickets. That one $5 or $50 or $100 win every so often is enough to keep them coming back to try again. Time is precious. And it's so easy to waste. As I've been working at the nursing home, I've noticed that other than being in the dining room for three meals, the residents have nothing required of them all day. Some spend their time in the recliners switching channels. Some spend hours in the dining room talking to the other residents, playing cards, and watching the weather. Some attend all the activities offered. Some take frequent naps. But few very few open their Bibles. Only a few read. I've always operated under the idea that after my children leave home, I'd have an abundance of time. Things that seemed hard to do now would become easier. I don't think that anymore. We make time for what's important. If God's word is a priority, we will open it. If we understand the spiritual battle we are in and the eternal consequences of not acting, we will engage in prayer and warfare for souls. Satan and the army of evil masterfully manipulate us all the time to keep us from making the word and prayer a part of our day. Remember Martha? She was distracted and almost missed Jesus, who was in her house. Throughout the Bible, we are warned and encouraged to avoid distractions. Proverbs 4.25 says, Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Psalm 86.11 says, Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 58 says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Look straight ahead. Give me an undivided heart. Give yourself fully to the work of the Lord. I just wrote these on a note card and taped it to the back of my phone. The prophet Nehemiah mastered this. Nehemiah 6, verses 1-4 to 4 say, When word came to Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies that I had rebuilt the wall and not a gap was left in it, though up to that time I had not set the doors in the gates, Sanballat and Geshem sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me, so I sent messengers to them with this reply. I'm carrying on a great project and cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same message, and each time I gave them the same answer. You too are carrying on a great project. You might be raising children, supporting your spouse, being a hospitable neighbor, or carrying out ministry. You are a vessel that God eagerly desires to fill with his word so that when you open your mouth, God's word and encouragement come out. This is our time to pray. We are the ones carrying on the work of the church or supporting those doing kingdom work. We can pray for those in ministry to make use of every opportunity, to resist the devil's schemes, to speak clearly about God and his word. We can pray for open hearts to hear the word for Satan's plans to be foiled. We can pray for marriages to be healed, children to be taught, that we are a light in a dark world. I could fill the next three pages with ideas for prayer, but you get the idea. Phones can be such a useful tool. Time of Grace Ministry uses media to reach people right where they are. Through technology, we can connect with people all over the world. I love seeing what my friends and their families are doing. If it weren't for social media, I'd have to rely on the annual Christmas card to see what everyone is doing. And the internet has blessed so many of us with information at our fingertips. I now have just one physical cookbook. If I want a new recipe, I look it up online. A few minutes later, assuming I have all the ingredients, I'm making it. Family movie nights are some of our favorite memories. So much of parenting young adults happens when watching a drama or series and commenting on the good or bad choices of the actors. But our TVs, computers, and phones can also steal precious time and opportunities. Unless we're deliberate, we can easily waste our opportunities to do important kingdom work or to spend quiet time feeding our souls with God's word. And rarely, if ever, Has scrolling or sitting in front of the TV made me feel any better about anything in my life? If anything, it's just the opposite. I can't tell you how many times this series started out good, but left me disgusted by the end. It's not uncommon to feel deflated and defeated when I put down my phone. Once again, I'm reminded of the extent of corruption in the world. I'm left feeling less than someone else whose family hasn't more together or who looks better or can speak better or is doing abundantly more than I am doing. I don't feel that way when I close the Bible. I don't feel defeated when I've given something to God in prayer. The pros versus cons are not even close. Bible study and prayer are an easy win over TV, social media, and scrolling. I'm guessing this is a struggle we all have. It's worth putting reminders in place. A Bible passage on the back of your phone. A book you've been meaning to read next to the couch where you watch TV. So much of life comes down to balance and prioritizing. If we're going to take soul care seriously, we have to at least be cognizant of how easy it is to waste time scrolling. Then. By God's grace and with his help, we can put parameters in place so that we use technology but aren't controlled by it.